0: Monster Hunter! It's, it's player. another Monster Hunter podcast with Jace. And Jen. Uh, we've done a couple of these. Uh, yeah. This is a versus player podcast, but yes. not featuring, featuring Jono and Joe. No. It features Jen. And Jason. And Jason. Yes. Um, We haven't done one of these in a little while. On one of the more recent podcasts, we talked about... um, I talked about doing one of these. Mainly, uh, it was around, I think, the story that I was telling for Behemoth, which was one of the... It is the newest monster, I guess. Yes. Um, It's a little bit old now. Mm. Uh, I don't know, was it a month or something it's been out? Yeah, I think so. It was with the Final Fantasy Slash or X. That's how they do it, right? The The X? Yeah, 14? I don't know. It's 15,
1: Xiv. So Fifteen. 14. Fifteen is
0: a single player one. It's it's Final Fantasy. Behemoth mm. is like one of the staple monsters in every single one of these games, um, and they've done a crossover. In in turn, uh, Rathalos has appeared in Final Fantasy XIV, which is the what was the MMO? The uh, MMO. The MMO. What does the MMO mean? I told you about this.
1: Multi. Multi. Don't remember. Massively multiplayer online. Oh, yes. That's
0: yeah. it. RPG. RPG. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they got Rathalos, and they went up against Rathalos, and we got Behemoth. Mm. Uh, and there are two versions of Behemoth that exist. There is the super hard Behemoth, and then the super duper amazingly hard Behemoth. Extreme Behemoth.
1: Extreme, yeah. Uh, so I've never come across Behemoth before, because I've never really played Final Fantasy. The only Final Fantasy that I've is when you played the last one, which I think is 15. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and I'd, from memory, that game didn't have Behemoth, or maybe it did.
0: It did, actually. There was a... I don't think you got to see it, but there was... Um, there was, like, a pretty big sort of scene in it where Behemoth is hunting you. Oh, okay. And it's, like, the first time in a Final Fantasy game where Behemoth has seemed really large. Mm. Um, because most Final Fantasy games, the enemies will appear as big on screen, but there was no real sense of scale. Right. But this one is... is is actively hunting you and you know okay. you see movies where like a tiger or a lion or a monster is after somebody you know monster movie and they're climbing through a log and yeah. then the monster like peers its eye through the <laughs> hole to find <laughs> you or like yeah. those movies where someone's in like an air duct yeah and yeah. like there's holes being punched in it was it was yeah. kind of like that sort of or like someone's shooting or whatever. yeah yeah it's it was that kind of thing and so you're on the run from it and then eventually you and the three other guys that you're with in the game mm. the boy band um go after go after behemoth and, and fight it
1: Yeah, so prior to us playing the behemoth monster in Monster Hunter World, um, we kind of had a bit of a hiatus with the game. Um, There was probably a period of a couple of months, maybe less, where we just stopped playing Monster Hunter for a little bit and I guess had too much in our real lives. And then, so coming back playing behemoth uh, in Monster Hunter, I didn't have any expectations, didn't read about it, um, didn't hear any stories or uh, articles on it. Um, So we kind of just dived right in. Um, So before you meet the actual behemoth monster, you have a couple of quests before that, sort of leading you up to the actual combat.
0: And they're the quests where you get to meet the Moogle. Yes. Or mobs or whatever. So Moogles is probably something else you haven't seen before. No. Um, again, it's like a staple in Final Fantasy. Mm. For those that don't play Final Fantasy or, or don't really know, um, the Final Fantasy games are all different from one another. They all have um, different characters and stuff, but there mm. are some things that sort of return. Uh, yep. So Moogles are one of them. Uh, Behemoth is a monster that returns quite frequently. Um, there's always seems to be a character called Cid
2: okay. um,
0: for some reason, C-I-D. Um, or, or, or a variant of that name. Uh, there's a, a type of creature called a chocobo, mm-hmm. which I'm fairly confident we may end up seeing at some point. Right. Chocobos pop up in all sorts of stuff, like you know that golf game we're playing. Everybody's mm. golf. Yep. Everybody's golf is a, a PlayStation Four game that um, it's a series that's been running for a long time, and there's even a bit of a crossover in that where instead of driving around in a golf buggy, you're on a chocobo. So, uh, chocobos a, a big gold kind of emus. Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: what about those cactus?
0: Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, Um, cactuars,
1: oh, cactuars, um are yeah.
0: another creature that appears. Um, you usually meet them in some kind of desert. Yeah. They do this attack called a thousand needles. Okay. <laughs> um, where they just shoot needles at you, but they yep. have a habit of like freezing.
1: Right. In this okay. sort of
0: like weird sort of pose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and they spin mm. and they've got, they've always got this same expression on their face, which is like a look of surprise. Yeah. It's just like, two black holes for eyes and a bigger black hole for a <laughs> mouth. Um, and they, they run around in this and you can and you can You can catch, catch them. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that reoccurs in Final Fantasy is uh, the concept of like a crystal or a crystal being life or, or, oh, yeah. or whatever. So um, so a Moogle shows up from Azora or
1: Yeah. Whatever the
0: name of E I don't know the name of the world yeah. that, that Final Fantasy fourteen takes place in, but um they yeah, this crystal shows up. Mm. It gives. Uh, what, what, what monster was it? A Yula Kukku or a,
1: yeah, a Kulu Yaku. Kulu Yaku. Yeah.
0: See, I'm surprised in that moment for the Kulu Yaku that they didn't turn it into a Chocobo. Yeah. Because it essentially, like, it kind of looks like one. It would have been funny if, like, it touched the crystal
1: and then it turned into and it turned
0: into it. And, and yep. instead of it running around with a rock this time, it was or an egg, it yep. was running around with with a crystal, right? Yeah. It was holding a crystal. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so they, they went like almost all the way with it. Yeah, I just yes. I guess maybe it wouldn't have made sense, you know, because mm. then you're fighting a giant chocobo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That would have been a cool little callback if somehow, you know, the crystal turned the creatures into
1: a, a, an actual character, from yeah, an actual the, character. From but, Final fantasy. Yeah. But in saying
0: that, the crystal has called. I think the story is, mm. you know, um, is it's called in the behemoth from another world. Yes. So why couldn't you know why yeah. couldn't the chocobo come along? Um, yeah, but the behemoth, I guess, is is the star.
1: Mm. It's an incredible looking monster, and uh, when we first played it, we didn't because we didn't look into how to defeat it. You know what its weaknesses are. We kind of just went into it uh, like any other monster we would approach in Monster Hunter. Um, and what we later found out was there was a lot of things that we could have done that made the fight a lot easier, but. We didn't the first couple of times that we tried we kind of didn't have any of those advantages, and uh, obviously we failed miserably because it is one of the toughest fights that we've encountered in Monsanto World, which I guess every fight is the you know the most up to date quests are always the hardest um but behemoth is one in which we've tried over and over and over again. Uh obviously if you've played it you know that you have to sort of go up in a group um so in a team and um yeah it's it's really difficult and what I really enjoyed is the fact that every time we did manage to get a little bit closer we got you know we got to know the things that would help us to take it down So So we did this
0: thing, uh, maybe exaggerating, but like at least 50 times. At least. Yep. And um, you're dedicating uh, at least 20 minutes per run. Mm. Uh, There's four different stages that the Behemoth goes through before you can kill it. Yeah. And when we say stages, it's just it moving to a new area each time. Mm. Um, And then... uh, depending on whether or not I think you break its horns or its claws in the early stage will depend whether or not it veers towards um, what we would call the negagante path. Mm. Uh, negagante another monster in monster hunter um, uh, big spiky a kid and a dragon thing. Um, yeah, if it heads in that path, I, we found it was easier to defeat. Mm. Um, otherwise it will head down what I guess we would call the teostra path.
1: yeah, the fire, which area. is the
0: fire area so mm. you need to make sure that you have a cool drink so you don't burn um uh, your health goes down sort of bit by bit if Mm. you don't um and just the colors of the area and everything about it just is very confusing yeah um and the reason it's confusing mainly has to do with this big attack that it does which we'll we'll talk about in a moment um but so we've done this about 50 times um most of the times almost all of them we were unsuccessful yes um but you must know this off by heart now right Mm. so like can you run through step by step what a typical behemoth, uh, behemoth run would be.
1: Yeah, so I guess in the in the first stage, um, what we found to be easiest if is if it does an attack called a charablas or s- something along those lines. Well, which before, is
0: before before we even jump into that. I mean, just loading up the quest itself, mm. and um, you know, we land you immediately. Uh, We'll go ahead and shoot off a flare to call in two more players. Yes. You'll run into um, your little box that'll have a couple of, like, max potions, which give you, like, maximum health. Yeah. Um, And you'll also have, um, uh, there's, there's like, a couple other things, and there's, like, a cool drink and stuff like that in there.
1: So you've got to make sure that you have all of your equipment ready to go. Um, If you read about it um you'll definitely know so things like flash pods yep. flash bugs um in preparation to make flash pods things like cool drinks you definitely want to have um mega potions um life powders yep. all of those things depending on the way that you play the 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 role that you play in that group especially you know if you're a healer or something like that um you got to know that you you got to be prepared
0: and that's the thing like when you say healer you have play there aren't classes in monster hunter but if you were to say that there was a class you have very much main sword and shield mm. and with that you've learned how to be able to heal people effectively yeah so you have um for the most part you were wearing part of kolbe uh Colve, Colve, Tar- Tar- yeah, Taroth,
1: Taroth?
0: Taroth, yeah. Tar- armor um but you have something called wide range yeah so your typical build is you've got wide range on there which means that when you heal People at wide range five, everybody within your general vicinity gets healed, and mm-hmm. they get healed to a hundred percent. Yep. So normally, if you were um, just a few, um, if you were a few, like you're at level three or four for um, for wide range, you'd only be healing about sixty six percent of somebody else's health. Yep. But on top of that, you've got wide range. You're running something called mushroom answer, which mm-hmm. allows you to be able to eat mushrooms that give perks such as uh, buffing attack and buffing defense. Yep. Um, and on top of that you're also um, uh, running recovery up mm-hmm. and um, uh, quick I forgot the name of it it's like quick eating so essentially what you're speed doing eating. speed eating thank yeah. you so essentially what's happening is while the speed eating doesn't affect anybody else it means that your health goes up quickly mm-hmm. normally if you were to heal it's, it's quite it's slow it's so yeah. it moves along at sort of a, a slower sort of pace it's speed eating it's almost and, instant
1: and those split seconds really do make a difference i find in this game uh, you might think that it you know speed eating by this by the milliseconds doesn't make a difference but sometimes it really does um and all of those things really help in this fight because what i've found in this behemoth quest is that y- you can't really make many mistakes at all yeah uh, and once you make one mistake it kind of goes downhill from there because you start to panic so you got to be able to be prepared and make sure that you don't um you don't stuff up um especially when you're in a healing um a healing set like myself um i've never really played any of the other roles uh as you might know with bohemius such as the tank yeah because um, that's just not the equipment that i that i have
0: and these aren't really terms that have been used before um tank is very much an mmorpg a final fantasy world Mm. of warcraft type setup again a tank is just somebody who can take a majority of the hits Mm -hmm. uh or or pull in something called aggro
2: yeah
0: um and in monster hunter that doesn't really exist there are there are um some mantles that you can wear that draw um aggro towards you yeah um, and there are um, some things that you can do to with other monsters, but it, it never—it's never really been more necessary now than when facing Behemoth. Yeah. And so what they've done is Behemoth can cast spells, yes. um, of which neither one of, of us can actually pronounce, it's yeah. like cherubidus or something like ch- that.
1: Charablis, Charub- I think, which is basically like a whirlwind. We just call it the windy thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and like that's the thing. We we try and it's like we keep saying this word, but it changes every time. It's like it's casting ch- cherubus and. <laughs> And, you know, chair of blossoms. blossoms and like, <laughs> and we could just say whirlwind or whatever, but yep. this whirlwind attack thing that it shoots at you basically knocks you around. And if mm. you've ever gone up against T'Challa Dora, um,
1: you know, get, it's a little bit of that, but sort of on steroids. Yeah it's, yeah. it's way
0: worse. And so, um, it can cast spells, which no other monster really does. Mm. Um, it announces when it's going to cast that spell. So yep. there's a little message that says it's about to do this. So you know to prep for it. Mm. Um, it has clear sort of it has clear phases, um, or, or, or like depending on whether or not you're in room one, two, three, or four, it will cast certain things. Yes, um, and you have to make a decision around how you're going to tackle it. So um, there is another thing that they call enmity, which is essentially aggro. Yep. and the logic behind enmity is that if one person does a brunt of the damage, especially to its head. Um, a a red line will appear that will target that one person and it will stop casting spells. It will focus all of its time. So if you were to get enmity and if you were to play it right, then the tank, Mm. usually a lancer or a charge blade user or somebody with a shield, um, will be the person that will take those hits while everyone gets free reign on it. Mm.
1: Uh, And uh, so speaking a little bit about the spells that it casts, so I think... You know, when you go into these quests and you don't really know what you're expecting, then you start to pick up these little patterns, such as when it casts the media. Um, you know where it's going to do that because usually there's signs. Like, so. Some, right? right? Um, no, the attack where. I forgot if it's called a media or not, but it basically puts. Like a lightning bolt onto like a certain area, and there's like a big explosion.
0: I can't remember what that one's called, um, but it, it does cast like a lightning attack, mm. and unless you're underneath the monster, um, it will. It's it's like a, a key ring. Mm. It'll give mm. you that. It'll it'll either cause you to become no, it doesn't paralyze you. I don't think. I think it just does um, extra lightning damage to you, and then mm. it puts a little um, debuff against you, a little lightning oh, bolt, yeah. which yeah. means if you get hit by it again, you lose even more health. Yeah. Um, there, is, there is one called Comet, though. Yes. And...
1: So yeah. um, when Behemoth um, s- will... Okay, so Behemoth will cast this really large... Um, uh, it's called a, a ecliptical media. Eclectic media. E- Eclectic media, yeah. um, So which means that it basically detonates the entire area, and everybody who is not behind a comet that it summons will will die and, and up
0: until this point in monster hunter there's never really been a one-shot kill attack mm. um yes earlier on when you don't have enough armor and maybe you're going up against negagante for the first time or some of the other elder dragons mm. there are these one-shot kills yeah um, especially for the um uh the tempered versions of them yeah. um but no matter where you are on the screen with eclectic meter, even if you're back at camp yep um it will kill you yeah um the only time I don't think it can kill you is if you're sitting down to eat a meal.
1: Yes. Um, I which
0: so. might be a glitch or but it's 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 certainly something that people use to be able to get out of, of this attack. Yeah. Um so it places down these comets before the ecliptic meteor is actually cast. And yes. the idea is to to avoid it, mm. you have to hide behind the comets.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um but the thing is, once it summons the comets, you really have to do your best to protect them. Um, because they don't. So usually, Behemoth doesn't cast the Ecliptic Media straight straight after the comet um, are summoned. So they might still do attacks on you, and which will cause the comet to shatter. So you and the rest of your team has to really draw away its attention from the comet in order to protect them. So that when it does do the big attack, you still have something to hide behind.
0: And placement is absolutely key in this entire battle. So when it's casting the whirlwind, mm. um, there's, there's a few different ways you can approach this. If it casts a whirlwind on you, um, you can shoot a flash pot into its eyes mm. and it will stop it casting that ability. Yes. The downside to that is that every time that you actually um, flash Behemoth. Uh, it resets (laughs) it resets so uh and it prevents enmity from taking place so if your tank has been working hard on getting enmity Mm. um what will actually happen there is if you flash it it resets everything and they've got to start getting enmity again Mm. yes the whirlwind isn't cast Mm. um but uh, you're basically starting from square one again yeah Uh, depending on how you play enmity can be everything or nothing um it, it really depends but uh, strategically if you had a team that you were able to collaborate with um, when it casts whirlwind you know who it's going to cast it onto it doesn't just pick a random spot and instantly cast it yep. everything it does takes time
2: yeah
0: it, it's only it might only be a couple of seconds but it's time so you'll see um, sort of wind appear around your feet mm-hmm. you'll know that you're the one that's that's gonna be attacked mm. Um, and then what you'll end up doing is um, you'll run to a corner yeah. of the area that you're in so that it, get, it it doesn't get in the way of all the other players. Yeah. But so there is a downside to that.
1: The, the placement is very important. So if you see the whirlwind being cast around you, the key is to not take it to an area where it's the... The entry point to an area
0: and that's that's going to be quite like if, for people who go up against this monster a couple of times and don't know they're going to panic and try and leave the area yeah and you're essentially blocking the entry or exit for your other teammates absolutely
1: and the whirlwind um, if it's placed sort of in the center of the room uh, that could cause a huge issue as well um, normally when we have an area where the behemoth is in, it's usually not a huge area to begin with. So if you have whirlwind that you haven't been able to flash um, to get rid of it, you're going to have a small area and then whirlwind all over the place, in which case, you know, you kind of know that you're on a losing battle already because not only do you have to try and get away from behemoth's big attacks, you're also going to have to sort of try and veer your way around all these weird whirlwinds that have been placed around the room, and there are
0: absolutely moments where you and I were like, "This is a wipe." <laughs> no, nobody, maybe nobody's died yet, um, but you can get a feel for um, whether or not you're going to be successful or not based on how many whirlwinds there are. But even based on who comes in, mm. like you and I got to a point where we would see people drop in. There's a little symbol next to um, next to their uh, name that tells you what weapon they're going to use. Yep. So, as an example, I either use the Charge Blade um, or alternatively use an Insect Glaive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Jen was always Sword and Shield yep. and always running something that would heal people. Mm. So, again, a good team needs somebody you can heal. Mm. And you don't know who the other two players are going to be. We didn't have other friends we were playing with. No. So it was completely random chance who we would get you might end up with three people using sword and shield and one insect glaive user. And what that usually says is there's a chance that if somebody else is using the sword and shield, they're probably running a healing set. Mm. Having three healers can be all right, but you're not doing enough damage to kill it.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, You might get somebody who comes in who will be using, say, a bow. Mm. And normally when someone uses a bow, we can kind of feel like we're not going to be successful and they're really good. Mm. They might be using a heavy bow gun Mm. or a light bow gun, in which case they'll be able to put um, Behemoth to sleep, which helps us. But well, that's a whole new challenge because what happens when you put something to sleep, as I've done many times before, is that, um, first of all, you've got to hope that there are players that have come in that um, know English. Yeah. And what we mean by this is we speak English. We're dealing primarily with English players. You mm. get a lot of French, German, occasional Japanese. We yeah. play on Xbox. So, so Japanese players aren't that common. Mm. Uh, it's more of a, a, a PlayStation thing. But everyone has their little message that they'll have when they do something. Yeah. And so um, for us, because we're English speakers and we're playing, you know, in an English server, um, I'll throw up a message saying, sleep bomb, please don't attack. Yeah. So what happens is when a monster falls asleep, um, you're, uh, basically the music stops, the monster starts to sway, and you have these couple of seconds where you you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to stop and let it fall asleep. Mm. But the moment that somebody doesn't, that maybe they're halfway into an attack they don't realize um or alternatively they can't see this little message that you're you're spamming up on the screen Mm. you're essentially left with somebody waking the monster up and you're missing out on on massive damage yeah um and the damage comes in the form of placing large barrel bombs on the monster's face or claws Mm. um that will that will essentially put you ahead of of the curve um those bombs don't do as much damage if the monster is awake. Yeah. And uh, nor is it, can you be as strategic with placement. So more often than not, you'll either have people not see it or not actually understand that it says "sleep bomb, please don't attack." Yeah. And and suddenly you're left with um with a really frustrating experience because you feel like you've missed out on yeah like you've missed out on like massive max, of, massive amounts of damage time yeah. the whole lot.
1: And it's not easy to put the monster to sleep. Um. In that one quest, you can probably only do it a, hand, a small handful of Twice, times. Twice,
0: I think yeah. the, the time I've managed to do it. So
1: it is something that we definitely try to take advantage of. Um, other things like falling boulders... In the first in, area? In the first area is something that we try to take advantage of as well. So all of these things, all of these little things definitely adds up. And when you don't take these advantages... Um, you kind of feel like you're already behind the game.
0: Absolutely, it might yeah. take you longer than five minutes to get past the first area. Mm. Immediately in your mind, you're probably thinking, oh, we're done." Mm. Um, you miss two, you miss both of the boulders. That's mm. three thousand damage if they're awake, mm. um, or six thousand damage if they're asleep. Mm. Um, that's huge. You yeah. can't. No, no attack in the game can do fifteen hundred damage. Is um, in a single attack. Mm. Um, so. There's just, you end up feeling a little bit defeated because you're losing all the time. You're, you're putting into 20 minutes worth of work each time with mm. loading and everything like that. Mm. And, and you just think, man, is it, is there any point in me spending the next 10 minutes seeing if we're successful mm. or should we just abandon now, mm. take our potions and everything that we've used with us? Cause we went through a lot of potions yeah, and just move on. Um, and it's. A lot of that just comes down to how many times you've tried in one day. Because yeah. we probably only probably had about five or six in us a, on a, in a single session. Yeah, and that's that's hours. Yeah. Um. There's so much that that sort of factors into it, and there are so many times that we came really, really close to beating. Yeah, in.
1: absolutely.
0: Um. But even like every now and then we would see a Japanese player come in, mm. and the reason that this is rare is because um, Xbox has almost no foothold in Japan. Mm. Um. Sony is abs- Sony and Nintendo uh, are absolutely the dominating markets there. Mm. Um, so it feels like this really niche thing to see what we believe is a Japanese player coming in. Mm. It may very well be somebody who's just used like kanji or, or Japanese characters to name their, their person. Mm. But we immediately assume that they're awesome. <laughs>
1: <We> <laughs> that they know what they're doing. We do, because yeah.
0: J- Monster Hunter is really popular in Japan and, um, and it's almost always been the case. Mm. Um, yeah. You see somebody come in, uh, uh, we eventually won yeah and we won with you healing Mm. a hunting horn player Mm. and somebody running a charge blade yeah um and i'll do a couple of costume changes almost every battle i play i'll go from being somebody who's primarily mounting such as um, an insect slave user Mm. although you do your fair share of mounting
1: yeah Um, i've gotten the hang of mounting with a sword and shield now yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um and and you know You've also got to make sure that when eclectic media is being being called in, and and sorry, to explain this a little bit better, what happens is a certain amount of comets will be placed, Mm. um, and then you kind of get a feel for when he's going to cast this spell.
1: When you feel like you've done enough damage. Yeah, and I'd
0: say that it's 10 seconds from announcement to the media hitting,
1: probably less yeah. it feels really fast actually because most of the time i don't feel like i have enough time to get behind a comment yeah even though i'm very careful about where i'm placed because i know that i'm not really good with directions and placement so i usually get lost very easily um on the map and uh so i when i see the comet being summoned i usually try to um be near one even though being near one is actually quite dangerous because it, it could be shattered very easily absolutely
0: you're trying to keep an eye on this comet but stay away from it yep. because if for whatever reason behemoth decides that it's sick of fighting me and wants to go for you yeah it's going to run towards you and the comet mm. you want to be close but not too close and it's just this there's, there's this massive fine balancing act mm. um with all players involved You Mm. and I are communicating because we're sitting next to each other, but we've got these two random people who we hope are on the same page as us. Yeah. And so it's kind of like beautiful in a way. And what I mean by that is that we've got two of us working together. I know what I'm going to run. You know what you're going to run. That's half the battle maybe. Yeah. But then you're not communicating with the other two teammates. We're not on voice chat. We don't... And nobody really voice chats in Monster Hunter unless you you know one another. Yeah. If Um, you're playing in a squad, maybe. Spot on. Mm. So... Like, I don't know. You you just have to hope that it's like a ballet kind of. is. I'm trying to make this sound like it's something, you know, magical and amazing. But it kind of is. Yeah. Especially when you do this so much. And it's such a rare quest because you fail and you kind of learn from it.
1: You definitely try to avoid the same mistakes. I mean... But almost
0: all of it is luck as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like I know what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. This is something that I say often in Monster Hunter. I know what I'm meant to be doing, yeah. but it's different whether I can pull those things off. And with Behemoth, like I mentioned, you really can't make more than you know two or three mistakes at, at most because once you start making those mistakes, it really... It's all downhill from there. So... Yeah. You know, there's those moments where you start playing with the two stranger team members and you kind of know immediately if they know what's going on based on what they do, based on how quick, quickly they react. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when we know that we're in a good team, yeah. we, we kind of know that there's not going to be a lot of mistakes being made. People know exactly what to do, when to do it. And those are the times that we've been successful in slaying Behemoth.
0: Absolutely. So. And it's probably about three times now that Yeah, we were able to beat it of the 50-odd that we tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the downside is that you can get right to the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing that he does right before he dies is in the fourth area, he casts Eclectic Media one last time. Mm, right um, before he dies. There's four players. Mm. Um, you can only die three times. Yep. That's throughout the entire battle. Mm. So let's say you make it right to the end um, and there are four of you and nobody's died, which is awesome. Uh, what can happen is that that last eclectic media that he does mm. and you've got to hope that other people have gotten to that point before and know that he's about to do it he's yeah. not just going to die like any other normal monster like it's his last sort of like Hail Mary Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've got to hope that they know, you then got to go okay, only two of us can die mm. it's okay if two of you die mm. but that that's what happened, I, it would have been great if we had a recording of it, but that's what happened on our first victory um, there were no deaths everything was going really really smoothly I'd done my couple of costume changes one right at the end to put it to sleep i then changed out of that outfit back to the healing set mm. um, and that's usually how it works so i start with the insect glaive eventually move to a heavy bow gun and put it to sleep and then finally i moved to a sword and shield setup very similar to your own mm. um and then yeah and then that's what we were left with and what what essentially happened there was that there were three of us there was one comet left for us to hide behind yeah and normally there are about three to four comets there can be yeah. all of them had been destroyed. When new eclectic media was coming, everyone's sort of standing back, not sure if they have to attack, but you still have to put in the damage to make sure he gets there. Yeah. And then finally it happens. You've got to hope that you haven't been stunned. You've got to hope that (laughs) um, you aren't too far away from the comet. Yeah. uh, That you aren't disorientated. You aren't... Like, there's so much other stuff. And then the three of us ran. And then even once you get behind the comet... You still don't know. You've kind of got to be in the shadow of it, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And so um, what ended up happening was that the three myself... You and uh, and our hunting horn user were behind the comet, mm. and there was one guy left. And I remember that you were a bit panicked, as was I, because yeah. this last guy—you yeah. were focusing on yourself, yeah—but there was this last guy that was there that like was going to die, yeah. And like I think I could, I was do, definitely doing the math, and I think you were as well yeah. to go how many times have we died, yeah? Because that matters. If two of us had died earlier on and we were still successful, uh, and we were still running, sorry, um. And he died. It's done. Mm. It technically counts as a behemoth kill. But yeah. You get no carbs and you get no rewards. So what's the point? So
1: it's a fail, but also it says the behemoth have been slayed because he dies after that last media. Yep. But it still counts as a mission fail.
0: Yep. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it, it's a crazy battle. Yeah. Um,
1: and there was times when before that, you know, I was thinking, oh, how awful would it be if mm. we got to the very, very last media? You know that this is the last thing that it does before it dies. Mm. And then we fail because we didn't get behind a comet. And that really happened for us once. And it was crushing.
0: It was. Yeah. But there are these amazing moments that you have. So one of the things that um, you get with the Final Fantasy pack, I guess, is that you get this ability called Jump. Yeah. Um, it's called Final Fantasy fourteen Jump or something. mm and so there's a character in Final Fantasy, a character class called a dragoon, mm-hmm. not a dragon, two O's, and uh, they carry a lance, mm. a little bit like the insect glaive. Uh, yep. They look like a, it looks like the dragon armor that we get, the, okay. the um, and they jump in the air. Right. And then a couple of turns later, I say a couple of turns because my experience with Dragon was a game called Final Fantasy Tactics, okay. which plays a little bit like chess. Yep. Um, or... For other people to play like games like XCOM and uh, Tactics Ogre, and you know you've seen me play these games before, mm-hmm. um, even Into the Breach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it jumps in there, and then a couple of turns later, it'll land on the enemy's head. Yeah. So that whole time, it's the, your character, your dragon is missing. Mm. But when they return, and you know they can't be damaged by what's going on in the level, and then, right. then when they return, they do some damage. You just okay. you sacrifice some turns anyway. You can jump the yeah. eclectic media so you're up in the air for I think two seconds, mm. maybe less. Mm. And what you have to do is the, the eclectic media, uh, so the skies open up, everything goes red. Yep. And this is why as well, that if it does go down the Chiostra path, yep. you're in a red area. Eclectic media is two things. It's seeing the um, message, yep. which you don't always see.
2: No. Because <laughs> you're always
0: asking every two seconds, is somebody mounting? Is somebody this is somebody? Like, read the messages. You're like, I'm too focused on trying to heal people.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so the skies open up, it's red. Uh, like a little whirlwind appears in the sky. Although when you have an opportunity to see that, I only oh, yeah. to see it right before I'm going to die. <laughs> and then a big red marker appears where the the, the meteor is going to land. Yeah. And so that happens, and then it sort of uh, it, like it, it, as it comes down, if you time this, up, it's an emote. It's mm-hmm. the same as waving and mm-hmm. doing the sumo and all that. As as that happens, you've got to time your jump. So it's coming down and then you just sort of have to go and like you're bypassing missing, like yeah. waving at it almost yeah and then the meteor hits the ground and then an explosion happens yep. and as long as you're in the air after it's hit the ground and that explode initial explosion has started you won't die right so there was that moment for us on the yeah. last one where I, f- I finally got this jump right mm. and had i i was too far away from any comets to hide behind them mm. um if i hadn't gotten hit we would have died because another guy got taken out by the eclectic media. Yep. We'd already lost once. So yep. we had two kill- deaths left. Yep. And I jumped in the air. The other guy got wiped out. And then I landed. And then yep. it's like quest complete. And it's just, you don't get moments like that mm. in Monster Hunter, really. Like, there are a lot of exciting moments, you know. We went up against, you know, you go up against the last boss, Zanajiva and mm. um, Kirin even. Yeah. You know, that's exciting. But Kirin was just annoying. I didn't enjoy Kirin. Yeah, I didn't yeah, no. learn anything from Kirin <laughs> other than Kirin is like, really annoying (laughs) annoying there are other words i want to use but family friendly right but um oh man like they've done a good job like they've created a new monster and they've created a a situation where they've introduced new mechanics to the game Mm -hmm. while still being monster hunter
1: absolutely and it you know it's one of those things where you really need a good a good team and not just any team but a very particular team and i feel like as I told Jason, when we were going up against Behemoth, the amount of times that we failed is super frustrating. But the reason why we went back again and again to retry is because we know how rewarding it will be once we actually complete this quest. And it really, really was. The first time we ever beat Behemoth, we were, you know, like having fists in the air and like high fives and just like yelling and screaming. Yeah. It was it was an amazing feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and, and that, you know, I don't have that experience in video games much anymore, but it mm. was, we were done, we were saved, we turned off. Mm. Um, we knew it wasn't over for us because the rewards you get from Killing Behemoth, which is a, a new armor set, um, and for me, an, a, a really good insect blade, probably mm. one of the best in the game. Mm. Um, the armor set is, is essentially a staple, or, or pieces of it are a staple of what I use and what you use now. Mm. Um, critical Up, which is really, really important. Critical Eye, it's called. Mm -hmm. um you and and the amount of armor that you actually get you know before we were going up against behemoths we were barely pushing 400 defense now Mm -hmm. we're closer to 500 um we learn a little bit more about augmenting that we weren't doing before we we were always playing monster hunter at a disadvantage um because we didn't we weren't augmenting and we weren't Mm -hmm. really using armor crystals a lot to their maximum potential um Mm -hmm. but now we're getting sort of i think it's like 92 per piece of armor Mm -hmm. um and and for Jen, you don't do a lot of this stuff. Like I'm the one that takes the controller away and, and yep. tweaks your, your layout and your settings. But um, I could pro- we could probably do a whole podcast just on how I design Jen's sets because mm. she exclusively uses sword and shield. It's what she's comfortable with. It's what what is the most fun for, for you. Mm. Um, and there is just some things you don't do. You don't use a shield with a sword and shield um, no. only to bash them in the head. Yeah. Um, you don't really roll or dodge mm. and it, it's unbelievable that you've gotten this far <laughs> because most people are going to roll out of the way and do things but you have you figured it out
2: yeah
0: and if there's if, if monster hunter didn't have like armor skill sets mm. it was just pure and mm. it didn't have um like you didn't need decorations and things you would easily be one of the greatest players because it's just like you figured you figured out how to work around how to dodge things mm. you very rarely die mm-hmm. um most of the time you spend it saving other people's lives you get in there with the stuns when you hit him in the head with the shield you get in there with the mounts yeah You're, you're absolutely a status player and what i mean by that is you're somebody who um is debuffing and buffing people inflicting status attacks on um on the monsters yeah getting those mounts which are critical yeah um and like it's it's very much a core of what Sword and Shield is about, but you play it to its full potential. I don't, I don't see many good Sword and Shield players. Mm. Um, I'm certainly not one of them. Um, but you nail it. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's that set that you get is, is a staple for us now. We use it and in, in a mix of it in, in yeah. some way, even with you healing and running earplugs and yeah. and all sorts of stuff. It's it's really really cool.
1: And and to get that set, you kind of have to. Right. Slay behemoth more than once, at least
0: three times <laughs> for us to get the set. Yeah. Um, you can turn your cat into a moogle. Mm. Um, get the chocobo rod, which is its, um, uh, which is like a weapon that it carries. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we've still got more to go because there's the extreme version. Um, oh yeah, probably for another time. Yeah. But, uh <laughs> The extreme version is is that, but mm. twice as bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, much harder. Yeah. And I don't really know how because I already think that it's it's probably the most challenging. Although we haven't really been playing any of the arch-tempered monsters. True.
0: Yeah, Um, there's an arch-tempered Kirin, I think, which um, mm -hmm. I just don't want to do because I don't know what it gives me. Um, I don't know what what you get out of beating it. Maybe satisfaction. Maybe there's a perk, but... um,
1: (laughs) There's gamma armor sets. Ah. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know too much about because we haven't really gone up against an arch-tempered, but I think it's just better armor.
0: It's like um, a mix of Alpha and Beta or something.
1: Right. But they've pretty much done Arch Tempered for all of the Elder Dragons except for Negagante. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what we should aim for next. Maybe.
0: Mm. Um, you've got other news, though, you want to talk about?
1: Oh, I just wanted to speak quickly about the Autumn Festival, which sure. is happening right now until the 4th of October. So it was running for two weeks yep. i think starting from the 21st or 20th um depending on r- region you're in um and the autumn festival is a seasonal festival that runs for two weeks which gives you sort of armor sets and different layer armor i think they yep. give you as well um that's specifically that season they deck out the the gathering hall the gathering hub sorry um to look like that season so for this one in particular it's got a Halloween theme sort of pumpkin um, pumpkins and like Halloween outfits on the um the oh, I forgot the, the
0: celestial pursuit the name of the boat thing that you're on
1: yeah and um, your handler Oh right,
0: all right, right, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: so um yeah and you know they do fireworks and they make it look super pretty yeah so um if you haven't had a chance to log in to Monster Hunter um, recently, definitely do it for the Autumn Festival because you can get some pretty cool looking limited armor sets um, and that's what we've been...
0: And there, there are other perks as well because recently uh, during the Tokyo Game Show there was the Monster Hunter Dream Match. Dream Match, yeah. Um, how does that work? What will like,
1: so that was basically like a championship between different countries. It's timed,
0: so, right? It's like yeah. people go into the arena and so they're was, challenging better times. Yeah, yeah. So there
1: was, I think, six teams from different um, countries around the world. Um, they're all champions of that country. And then it's two players. They go up against each other. Uh, sorry, they go up against each other in a timed match. Yeah. Um, they And, go and
0: up- for, for those, for those that, again, don't play Monster Hunter or, or, or don't quite follow, like it's... They're not, there's no PvP. You're not versing other hunters. No. They give them a monster to fight, and then you and your partner, because mm. arenas are only two versus the monster, mm. will get in there and they'll um, try and Take kill it, it, down. it yep. within a certain time. Yep. Then those two people will leave, and then two more people will come in. They'll fight the same monster. Yeah. And so those two monsters were.
1: Uh, the Beazle Geese. Yep. Um, and Lunar Straw. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it was a it was a eye-opening experience watching these world-class players take down um what's essentially two of the hardest monsters um if you don't count i guess the the arch tempered and tempered um and it was beautiful to to watch because these are players that don't make any mistakes um know exactly where to hit critically and um and they have strategies and um yeah and you know, some of them have taken the the Japanese team in particular took down the monsters in less than two minutes, and yeah, it was an eye opening experience. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. Mm.
0: Um, and like even even with Basil Geese, you know, he's a monster that is notorious for just crashing the party. Mm. And now we've got um we've got a what's the pickle's name? Devil Joe. Devil Joe. We got we got Devil Joe um also crashing the party in mm. in just standard matches. So you know, for a lot of people, Basil geese is probably not too difficult to take down, mm. um, but it's annoying.
2: Yeah. And
0: unless you stun lock him like they were doing, getting him in a stun, putting him to sleep, and so on, mm. unless you do any of that, mm. um, he's essentially gonna fly in the air raw. Yeah. And if you don't have earplugs, good luck. Yeah. And then bomb you.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and as soon as you get him as soon as he comes off the ground, he's annoying.
2: Mm.
0: Um, yes, you'll win, but this is about speed and timing and yeah. everything. And if you let him get off the ground you're done and 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 none of those players i mean even even what you could classify as the worst group there was still infinitely better than anything i've ever seen yeah definitely
1: Um, they 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 have i mean obviously these players have done those hunts you know probably thousands of times so they they have it down down pat they know exactly where the monsters are going to be so you know everything is anticipated everything is practiced um, but still, they just make it look effortless. And yeah. after watching those matches, Jason and I looked at each other and was like, "Man, we we really have a long way to go yeah, in terms absolutely. of um, you know being good players." But um, yeah, it was beautiful to watch.
0: And probably the biggest bit of Monster Hunter news since Monster Hunter World was announced and released. Yeah, this is probably the most exciting. Yeah, is
1: is the the live action movie? Yeah. <laughs> Monster Hunter
0: By Paul W.S. Anderson Yes Not to be confused with Paul
1: Anderson? Uh, no Wes Anderson Oh Wes Anderson
0: the, yeah, yeah, yeah I see the W And yeah Um, This is This is the guy that made the Resident Evil movies
1: He's the guy that turns Video games into movies Is well, not what I've well, heard. he
0: is kind of yeah. Like the guy that makes mo- Like video game movies was a guy named U-Ball Have oh. you ever read about him? No We'll talk about him another time But okay. he, I think he's a German director Right Um infamous german director um yeah. read about him after this okay um, but but paul has probably is probably the most successful yes um mainstream i, I guess kind of i yeah. mean resident evil is a series that's run for a long time joe loves it mm. um very b-grade very camp uh relatively bad cgi yeah um but i mean it makes a lot of money
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's
0: why Capcom and, the you know, and some of these I think have gone straight to DVD. Well, mm. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but
1: yeah.
0: um, but they're not great movies. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he makes money, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't really, I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen any of his uh, video game-turned-movie movies. Um, so things like Mortal Kombat, I think... Did he do Mortal Kombat? He, yeah, yeah, he did.
0: Is, really? Yeah. Oh, because that's not a bad film. Did he do, <laughs> he's not Street Fighter, I don't think, though.
1: Um, I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, But it'll be interesting to see which way he goes. I think it'll be quite similar to all the other video game movies he's done, which... I don't know I if mean, that's a good thing or the, a bad the thing. The problem is this
0: guy takes some real liberties with the story. I'm not saying that, like, Monster Hunter is, like, the peak of, like, narrative excellence.
1: Storytelling, yeah. But, um,
0: but it's, you know, there's a lot you could do with it. Mm. Um, I always felt like it would make a great anime, if anything. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, apparently it's, like, takes place in modern day.
1: Yeah, I I don't know too much about In the, the story. Time? Yeah, probably. Um, we we know that Milly Jovovich, his wife, is going to be um, the the main character. She's playing a character called Artemis, um, and um, probably well, I, I would definitely assume she's she's the monster hunter. Mm. Um, and I think some of the recent announcements have. Um, have said that uh, actors have been ca- added to the cast, such as T.I., the rapper. Sure. Interesting choice. Um, and Ron Perlman, who's uh-huh. going to be playing an Admiral. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely see I him. I think Tony Jarre is in it as well. Yeah, Tony Jarre is going to be um, also in a... I don't know playing what kind of character, but it'll Somebody be... Somebody who
0: kicks stuff. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's uh, probably like a cat.
1: <laughs> a palico. He's a palico, yeah. Um, but I, I'm kind of really, really excited. I mean... We should just take on the. Oh, um,
0: we're absolutely going to see it. Yeah. Um, the CGI in Resident Evil leaves a lot to be desired, and, and I'm assuming that this is not going to be big budget Jurassic Park animatronics territory. Right. You know, Spielberg isn't involved, and, yeah, yeah. you know, we're going to see um, interesting monsters that mm. uh, are probably have very poor CGI. Um, yeah. I just hope that he doesn't... Like, there's so many monsters in Monster Hunter. Mm. Don't make your own. Don't try and make your mark on Monster Hunter. Like, oh, yeah, no. The fact that the story is somebody, a modern-day person, is travels back to a time where people verse monsters is out uh, of trash to me. Like, I don't... If you, if, like, <laughs> what I, are you I, talking I, about? I, like, that's... like Just, why can't it take place in the world that it's in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, whatever. Like, we're going to see it. Because even if it's just to make fun of it. Mm. And it's probably going to make a lot of money.
2: Like yeah. and
0: Capcom will keep letting him do it because you know there'll be there'll be all these six Monster Hunter films and they'll all be just as bad as one another, and he'll make them for a million dollars and make sixty million dollars. <laughs> so you know,
1: if anything, I just it would be good to have that sort of uh, publicity for a game that's sort of still well before Monster Hunter World, quite yeah. a niche in Japan. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it'll be great for that for that video game to make a name. Yeah. Um, for itself which I'm sure Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World have already done so yeah. yeah I think that pretty much wraps up for what we're going to be what we've wanted to talk about
0: yeah absolutely um, I guess it's been a little while since we did our last one I think we were talking about Kirin last time or, or, yeah. or tempered monsters um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah we're still playing it we're over 300 hours on our save files each yeah um, we played it yesterday we went up against Colvei Taroth which is Something we've never discussed before, and is an interesting monster, probably mm. worthy of its own podcast for those that are into that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been excellent. Um,
1: we still love it.
0: We still love it. We're still going to keep playing it. <laughs> uh, we'll probably play it until Monster Hunter World Two comes out. Yeah. Uh, monster Hunter Generations Ultimate Ultimate uh, came out on, on the Switch, and that's only because um, Monster Hunter World was so successful. It, yep. it, it existed in the the uh, in Japan as, as Double Cross. Um, but it's, it's come here finally. Um, it's probably not something that you and I will delve into because that involves another switch mm. um, and uh, losing some of those quality of life changes that exist in, in Monster Hunter World. Mm. Um, but we're more than happy to keep playing what, what we're playing. And um, Yeah. Mm. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been a Versus Player production. Yep. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to the website, um, versusplayer.com. Uh have a good one.
1: Yeah, thank
2: you.